0: award-winning gummies 21 plus that's via hemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout support the show tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with via hemp
1: all right so you guys heard about the story with Anthony Rapp and Kevin Spacey well I know both of those guys and I'm going to tell you just how intimately
0: and I will tell you why I haven't showered in three days. And everybody here is really gross. She okay. Let me give you the bow wings. Let me tell you why I haven't showered in three days. That's coming up next on the Hay Fridge podcast with Paul Warden. Warm up your fall weekends every Friday this month at Fridays in the Fountain in Crystal City with delicious beer and wine offerings and live entertainment. Details at crystalcity.org. And a big thanks to our sponsor, DC Lottery. How about winning a fabulous luxury handbag? It's possible with DC Lottery or up to $10,000 in cash prizes, but you got to play. Just go to your local DC Lottery retailer, pick up the scratcher that looks like a handbag, and boom, you could win. DC Lottery, where lots of people win.
1: Are you interested in finding a real estate team that makes buying and selling a house easy and fun? Well, the Mandy and David team at Compass can show you homes that aren't even on the market. They'll help you every step of the way. The Mandy and David team work at any price point and in every zip code in the DC, Maryland, and Virginia area. Check them out at MandyandDavid.com or email team at MandyandDavid.com.
0: Love it, Paul Wharton. Love! Love! Oh! Oh my God. I, I got to really get this out, I you do over.
1: What? You over here I'm just doing the chicken today. <laughs> the funky chicken, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Real funky. <laughs> Stop <laughs> waving.
2: the with the most- looking fake. Take it from me. You should be listening. Live <laughs> from the nation's hey. pop-up. Hey. hey, No hey.
1: need to second
2: guess from the, the rest.
0: Mm. hey baby paul Wharton, i'm ready how for is you going? oh my god i'm ready for you today i don't know if you are <laughs> this odor is like really bad what oh my god happened paul i'm so stressed Honestly, god i'm gonna admit something i haven't showered in three days i'm not why? kidding why
1: <laughs> but we wore all that makeup yesterday for halloween how <laughs> haven't you showered I what is I going didn't. on i
0: have been so fucking busy and overwhelmed I am. I'm so overwhelmed. I don't think you know this about me. When I become overwhelmed, I almost shower? like shut down. I almost shut. I have not showered in three days. I can't think of when. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. I, I, the last time I showered was Sunday.
1: <laughs> this is a problem. You ain't taking your funky ass around this afternoon with me. You We put no, you in a shower. We have
0: a sales meeting, and I don't want you to say anything to the salespeople. I'm just going to spritz myself with some stuff in the car, and then I want you to play it cool. Okay. Have you had sex in the last three days? No. I have Thank not had God. sex. I don't know. no not know.
1: Jesus. Sarah, I'm going to have to talk to you after the show. You know, we don't leave many things off the show, but I mean, you see, the that thing to me. I'm too stressed. You know how people always tell me I smell good?
0: Yeah, yeah, you do. You always well, smell good. Well, I'm going to tell you
1: because I think of showering as like my own little insta spa. You know, it's like my time. I can turn the, the, first of all, the water pressure in my bathroom was really good. So it's a super powerful shower. It's super steamy me I have a bunch of my different soaps and things that I like. I have my loofah brushes, I have my music going. So it's like a little twenty minute time Relaxation. out of the day. Yeah, okay. and I, sometimes I shower three, four times a day.
0: Oh my what? Yeah. Three or four times a day? Yeah. Okay, well, I don't think you're supposed to do that because then you're more susceptible to like MRSA and those like skin things, like the um, flesh-eating flesh bacteria and stuff. They tell you not to shower. They're supposed to shower like every other day.
1: Okay, well, let me tell you how that, that works out. So in the morning I get up, I take a shower to kind of get my day going and refresh, <laughs> okay. and then I go to the gym like today. So that's shower number two after the gym. All right. Then I'll get dressed for the day. All right. I go through my whole day and then I will go out in the evening. So I take a shower before I go out in the evening because that's a different change of clothes. Okay. And then I shower before I go to bed every night.
0: Oh my God. Every night. Every night. Holy Shower crap! We're back. I have not seen half the water that you have. That is unreal. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so overwhelmed. You know, the Mansion Murder podcast is going on. Yesterday <sighs> we were at Fox Five and we were part of their Halloween show, which yeah. is terrific. And I'm always so grateful. But you know, the makeup is ours. You gotta be there early. Yeah. Then um, you know, this own our podcast on Wednesdays, then mindful Mondays and Tuesdays. It's just too damn much. You it's know, too much? it's too much. And I have a real issue about saying no. Like I okay. don't say no. Well, and I don't prioritize like my time, and so now I've gotten myself so worked up I can't even bathe. Well,
1: what is your priority out of all the things you just listed? This like okay. Oh, hands down. Mm-hmm. okay. Of course, she says that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love
0: that. Yeah, it is hands down. I mean, you know, and of course the mansion murder podcast has done super well, you know, Mm -hmm. and and I'm really grateful about that because that was nine months of a ton of research that I had never done. I'd never put together an investigative podcast ever in my life or even an investigative journalism. Yeah you know thing so that was really great it's just now it's like oh my god you know i can see how people get severe burnout and Mm. i mean i'm not even showering so i i anyhow that's yeah uh so we we have so much (laughs) to talk about a ton of things have happened in pop culture we got to talk about wendy williams passing out also you paul kind of knows the scoop on this but kathy griffin and andy cohen are beefing Um, there's some terrific stories too, to discuss that I want to know all your opinions on. Um, and one of those is now, um, the Washington Post did this article basically on girls between the ages of 12 and 13 Mm -hmm. and what they want their parents to help them with when it comes to emotions Mm -hmm. and essentially parents are like failing at all these things. So I want to ask your thoughts on that. Yeah. And then also people, I'll give this update really quickly. Um, people had a lot of response last week to the question of the mom, remember the mom who daughter was bullied and people were like I need to know a conclusion did the mom confront the other mom like what happened so I talked to my friend and she said no that she did not speak to the bully's mother that okay. she that her daughter and this group of girls have not really are very icy since the whole fall dance that the girl didn't go to
1: so is the girl like the odd man out Her she daughter? is
0: she is but she asked her my friend and, and it's her daughter who's mm-hmm. 15 years old and if you didn't hear last week's show essentially my, my friend and I got together for coffee, and she was saying her daughter was so hurt because they had a fall dance a couple weeks ago, and she hangs out with this group of 10 girls, and they're kind of mean girls, mm-hmm. and there's a one that's a real bully, and that's the leader, and that girl had said to everybody, okay, we're not going to the dance, and then the last minute, all the other girls were invited to go to the dance, except for well, my Well, the friend. girl
1: told all the other girls to tell your friend's daughter that they're not yes, going to the dance, but they exactly. really were going to the dance. Exactly. So, yeah. So,
0: then, so my, you know, we were talking about should you confront the bully's parents, and my friend did not do that because her daughter asked her not to. The daughter felt like it was a good lesson, and she's realizing that, hey, mom, these girls are not my friends. Um, but, you know, and you know, it was interesting on our social media, a lot of people were divided. They didn't think that the mom should confront the other mother, that because that mother it would make was a bully. It worse for the yeah, daughter. yeah that that, that but behavior I think confront is marked. is
1: the wrong word i think you know let them know you know take it up with the other parent really i mean cuz you think confrontation doesn't necessarily have to be a confrontation but i think if my kid was the bully i really if it was my kid i would want to know i'd want to know that that little mf <laughs> Got a little girl home crying. Oh, I would tear that little ass up. Oh, I would tear that ass up. Of course, I wouldn't have kids for long. They'd probably take them away through social <laughs> what services. Social services social services? Yeah, because, I mean, I I'm, we're from Cleveland, Fair and, enough. you know, we were raised in a different way. I mean, our parents didn't really, you know, spank us too much, but they did a couple times. Oh and uh, we knew what not to do.
0: That is hysterical. Well, yeah. um, anyway, so so people wanted to follow up on that, and that's it. That This girl is kind of handling it herself. The mom didn't call the other parents. I do think you're right. I, uh, and, I liked one person commented and they said, look, I wouldn't go out of my way to call that mother. But the next time I saw her out socially, I just say, Hey, you know, that was, it was kind of a bummer that that happened to let them know, but not make it a a big deal. So I don't know. It was, it was interesting.
1: Well, I love that the young girl is working it out herself and she knows that those people aren't her friends and she's seeing her life in a longer term scope than just what's happening right there. Because that's when a lot of kids that are prone to suicide and those types of things, they just see what's happening right in front of them oh my God, this is the biggest school year of my life. I'm an eighth grader, or I'm a freshman, or I'm a whatever. But I mean, really, for, for a kid like that to have that kind of perspective and think more long-term, I'm like, hey, go girl.
0: Yeah, I think that's so mm-hmm. good. Um, So I want to know, what's something that's going on in your personal life? And, and then I'll tell you about, I went to a shaman healer, and, and people apparently have a lot of questions about this shaman really? healer. Yeah. Yeah, I went to a shaman healer for the first time a couple of weeks ago, this Eric Weinstein, who's a guy out in Reston, and he's a shamanic healer. Have you ever been to a shaman healing ceremony? Um I have, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My Did
1: friend you... Jemma Josh, she actually has a podcast as well. Um called The Alchemist and the Healer, I'm pretty sure it is. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, really cool. One of my oldest friends. Um, we've been friends for 20 years. And what New was, was it like? What was
0: your experience? Um, well, I mean, we she's a
1: shaman healer. Yeah. She is, actually. Yeah, I love so it. I didn't go to like a big uh, reception or I mean a big kind of thing that you went through sure sure but you know she's had me in her home and we've worked with the crystals and she's worked with me just on some healing stuff
0: oh my god isn't it so good yeah well I went for the first time and the podcast is up from yesterday's podcast show which is in the mind of phrase mm-hmm. and so um I went and um
1: <laughs> I see why you're burnt out you're doing too much too You're doing much. too much. much I'm
0: running all over hell with a fucking microphone and uh, I'm like oh my uh, god I mean this-
1: I need to be healed yes you need to be healed Joe ass is
0: worn out yeah <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Now sit, now,
1: sit in some hot, soapy water and get yourself together. It's the
0: truth. <laughs> anyway, it was so cool, though. I, you know, and they really move your energies. Like, mm-hmm. did you, when you went, and did, did your friend build you an altar? That was kind of the weirdest part.
1: Well, I don't remember that. I know that she also does Reiki as well. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been working together for many, many years in that way.
0: Well, if you want to go for anxiety or anything like that, and I, I'm such an impatient person, so I wanted to go to try to, to learn to be more like, you know ah, you know god will give me what i can handle on his time you know mm-hmm. instead i just constantly sit there at night and i'm like God damn it, Jesus. Like, why can't you <laughs> say this now? Like, no, yeah. I, d- I don't say that. But See, I'm really I'm in tune like, with the
1: in God's time Hurry thing. up,
0: you know, come on. Yeah, yeah. But I do, I'm with you. I actually yeah. do think God always has the best plan. And it always comes to you when you're ready. When you're ready.
1: Well, I believe that, you know, these people, the universe, okay. But I do oh, believe I that all about there is a what certain the alignment that needs to happen for things to move Forward, I really do. Like a lot of things, a lot of people, a lot of energy has to be in alignment for us to, you know, for the things that you and I want to move forward for all that stuff to happen.
0: I completely am with you. I'm Mm -hmm. with you 100%.
1: And I feel like I can do my part. God
0: does his part.
1: Do you know? And then when all of that is in alignment... Yep. And all the other energy that that's in play to move that forward when it all comes together, then it moves.
0: I, I'm with you. I'm, and that, if it
1: doesn't, it's not meant to.
0: I completely agree with you. Um, okay, so I want to get to what you're doing. Can you bring up, though, because I want to also, um, our DC Lottery is our current sponsor, and we absolutely love them. Take a listen to this.
2: Ladies, as you know, a great outfit can totally define your look. And a beautiful designer handbag can take that outfit up a notch. So how would you like to win a luxury brand handbag to enhance your wardrobe? Well, play the new handbag scratcher from the D.C. Lottery. Not only can you win cash prizes of up to $10,000... But enter the second chance drawing and you have a chance to win one of seven luxury brand handbags or cash prizes to help you pick out your own new bag. Play the Handbag Scratcher today and you just might win that handbag you've had your eye on. Visit your local DC Lottery retailer and ask for the Scratcher that looks like a handbag. Only from the DC Lottery, where lots of people win.
0: Okay, Paul, and then also Mervis.
1: Yes. Okay. So, get ready for the season of glamorous giving. They are having an amazing holiday preview event at two of the Mervis stores um, on November 11th and 12th, the Rockville, Maryland, and Tyson store. For more information, they can check out MervisDiamond.com.
0: Perfect. I love it. So, um, I need to hear what's going on in your life before we get to these pop culture stories, because there's always good tea. <laughs> Does anyone say tea anymore? I don't know. Is that like super old? Okay. Yeah. Joelle, our interns waving at me. What, what do people far. say now?
1: I don't Not tea. No what do they say?
0: Well, you hear it. I can guarantee you. They say you.
1: tea.
0: Uh, yeah. Isn't it still the tea? Yeah. Uh, Joelle. Okay, Joelle, what is it now? What's the slang? You're like 23, 22. Uh, can you drink? Yes, I can drink. Oh, okay, good. What's it, what do people say?
2: I don't know. Just like what's going on with your life and...
0: Oh, what's going on what's with your life? What's going on with you your life? It's you not like, Cut her, Michael. She gonna, doesn't
1: know what she's talking about. Cut her.
0: Okay, cut her. Sorry. Okay, so what's going anyway. on with your life?
1: <laughs> well, let me give you the tea. Okay,
0: <laughs>
1: Well, actually, a few things. Um, Tamron came down, my friend Tamron Hall, Oh, who you I, love.
0: I say this to you because I saw her on your social media. I was like, oh, my God, I would love for her to be on this podcast. Do you think she would dish all the dirt on her she career? She
1: dishes privately. I don't know that she's a public disher. Actually, no. She's probably not. But she's really cool. She hosted the Becky's Fund event.
0: Oh, yes, um, yes. To raise awareness
1: against domestic violence. So I was her date on Friday night, and that was a lot of fun. And um, I had a pretty good weekend. And then, um, you know, I actually wanted to follow up on my guy in Brussels and Rome.
0: (gasps) Oh, what happened the guy? Okay, so he didn't buy you a gift.
1: He didn't send me flowers. It was more about the flowers, you know, more about the thought that counts. It was the thought to me. You know, I wasn't expecting some huge gift. But anyway, um, I actually talked to him yesterday, and this man is genuinely mourning his mother. You know, the mother died in May. The man is in his 50s. I'm thinking, like, well, you know, you're an older (laughs) man. You're in your 50s. Like, you should be able to kind of move on with your life. And his mother was in her 90s.
0: Lucky. Yeah, he's very lucky. lucky, Yeah, very lucky.
1: But I guess it's really not for me. The more I talk to him about that, and and as sad as he is, and he actually was going to the cemetery today, I just realized kind of what we just said in God's time, like, that, this is this man's journey.
0: Right. You know,
1: he the relationship he has with his mother was between the two of them. They were very close. And it's not for me to really say, you know, that he should have gotten over it. I mean, I still stand behind the fact that I was disappointed right. to not receive a gift. And I do think that, that affected our relationship in a certain kind of way. Because if something else came along, I'd probably, like, you know...
0: Beyond that, and you're like over him by Brussels. Brussels is a long. I mean, Brussels is like really far too. I mean, Uh, you can Facetime and everything now, but I mean, come on. Like at some point, you have to be intimate. Like, but I'm into the
1: long term plan now. So you know, like my planning is long term. So I'm laying the seeds for something long term because you know I think it'd be a great life.
0: Oh, I I, okay. I hear what you're saying. Do you know what I'm saying? So you're like willing to like see it out a little. You know, I'll
1: see it out a little bit. Let him grieve. I'll let him grieve a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) When he comes out of that, he can focus on me. No, I'm just kidding. But no, but I'm trying to move forward in this situation with compassion and understanding. Right. Because that was a traumatic event for him. He's an only child. He hadn't been in a relationship for a very long time taking care of his mother. And um, so that's what it is. So that's where I am with that. Well, Um, that's
0: good that you had good clarity about that. Yeah, I have clarity. Well, I'm also, um, you're leaving out the biggest story of your weekend, by the way. What happened? Well, we have to talk Kevin Spacey. (laughs) Oh, Okay, because the last time Paul and I got together last week, um, this whole thing with Kevin Spacey come out. You guys know House of Cards now. They're canceling season six, which a lot of people are calling BS on, that that show was getting ready to end anyway, and they're just using this as like a segue. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's entirely true. You probably heard the allegations of the actor. Who's the actor? You know the actor. I
1: do know Anthony Rapp. That's what I was telling you on the phone.
0: <laughs> Who basically said when Kevin Spacey, yeah. when Anthony was 14, he went to a party with Kevin Spacey. He wakes up. Kevin Spacey's on top of him and uh, essentially tries to tried to have sex with this yeah. 14-year-old boy. So, okay, I, I need to hear this, because you actually had an experience with Kevin Spacey.
1: Well, uh, see why you always have to go to that. <laughs> well, first of all, Anthony Rapp,
0: like se- Well. Yeah. Okay, wait. So I Anthony Rapp that?
1: is is the 46-year-old actor who was 14 at the time. Right. Okay. I met Anthony in about 1999. It was 1999. And he invited me to his home for a um, New Year's Eve party. So when it turned 2000, I actually, when he just bought a loft, I believe it was 2000. Yeah. He just bought a loft down in like just um, in NoHo, just north of Houston. And um, some friends of mine and I went to Anthony Rapp's house. Now, Anthony was... Um, in the original Broadway show, Rent.
0: Right, okay? right. And, and he's been in really, a lot uh, of things. He a has beautiful
1: mind. He's in a lot of things. He's in the new Star Wars. Yes, right?
0: I didn't actually know him until I googled him. And you're right. And then you see like his history of all the stuff he's been right. in.
1: Right, What's that? Adventures and babysitting or something like that. Yeah, he's I mean, been he's in got a lot a of great stuff. Great career. So yeah. anyway, so in my head, when I was telling Sarah on <laughs> on the phone the other day, in it. my head, I thought we were dating at the time in my head, you know, it was like, oh, he invited me, I'm bringing all my friends to my new boyfriend's house. <laughs> you know, it's Anthony Rap, he's a Broadway star. So I got all dressed up, I remember what I wore to this day. Yes, I do. I had a, like a white flowery shirt, and I had on some bell bottoms, and, and some, um, Pointy Dolce & Gabbana shoes. They were so pointy. My toes were scrunched in there, but oh. they looked so good. I didn't even care. I got calluses from that night. Okay? I still sounds have them. like
0: you were wrapping or binding your feet. This sounds awful. I was binding for, oh my God. for fashion. Binding for fashion. Okay. Oh, my
1: God. So, anyway, so I went to his house, and that was fantastic. And then I realized um, through our communication a couple weeks later when I ran into him at a bar that we actually weren't dating.
0: Okay, well, um, it was
1: just in my head.
0: I've done that with some Nats baseball (laughs) players too. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm completely dating. True story. He
1: was a lovely, lovely guy. Now, Kevin Spacey, I'll tell you, um, I did have uh, an experience, um, not one on one, but um, I was invited to a party at his house.
0: Oh, my God, I love this.
1: And it turned out to be a sex party.
0: And Kevin Spacey's, yeah. this is epic. This is oh like my in the God.
1: beginning of the 2000s. This is probably about 2000. How old were you? Okay, so I was 23 Maybe I was 23.
0: Oh, my God. And this is post-Elmo story, which, by the way, you should be, although you were legal, you were legal with Kevin Clash. I was legal
1: with everybody. Well, I was legal because, yeah, Kevin was my first. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. That story is epic.
0: I got fucked my Elmo.
1: (laughs) I'm sure my sister will love that. (laughs) I wanted to have a t-shirt made. I'm going to to make some money on that.
0: You should. Why not? What's Kevin Clash going to do? I mean, where is he? He's like in hiding.
1: He's, he's denying. No he Elmo bought his way out of that.
0: Bought his way out. And that's what do you think that's what Kevin Spacey will try to do too?
1: Well, you know, at this point, that's why he's saying I'm aware of there's other stories about me. And and one reason why I think the House of Cards show could have fallen apart is there probably are many other stories. Because let me tell you something. I was like an old ag at twenty three at that party.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah, because really? it was
1: like all the old guys and then they all bought bar- like a young guy
0: what is up with that? This is crazy. Crazy. I mean, I will have to say, and look, I, I
1: mean... Oh, by the way, but don't let me finish there. No, but when I realized... I See, I thought I was on a date with the guy that brought me even though I was cheating on the other guy that was his friend with him. Anyway, long story. Okay, but, so the um, guy
0: that brings you, you're, out on a, you're on a date with him. But yeah. you would actually says, met him through another guy you were dating. Uh, yes. And you were just cheating on this guy with him. Okay, well, it I happened. Was. So, and you know, single. you
1: probably thought, hey, let me take this little sled over here to the party. So he says, we're going to go to Kevin Spacey's house. He says, ah, oh, that's really cool. You know. Um but you know, at the time Kevin Spacey seemed like an old guy to me. You know, he wasn't that interesting.
0: Yeah, right, right. And you that would have been yeah, and his career still would have been pretty big, I'd say. That was like fifteen years ago, right? Yeah. So he would have been yeah, yeah, he was
1: still doing it. He was doing it. Yeah, so yeah, he lived on the upper west side, so we went over to his place and um and then I realized I'm like, God, the lights are awfully there's like not a lot of light in here. Oh my god. Like everybody is like drinking and doing their thing and it was a little it was a little sketchy, so you know, that is crazy. Popped a couple of feels and rolled out, went <laughs> to the bar.
0: I'm so proud of you yeah. that you had enough awareness that you were like, I'm out of here. Oh,
1: yeah. Nobody had offered me anything. <laughs> Check her like It was the 28th wow. of the month. I'm like, the rent is due on the first? Like, oh, no. Oh, no. Nobody? Nothing, Nobody?
0: Huh? Oh, okay. I'm out. <laughs> okay. I'm out. Uh, Corey Feldman, by the way, is raising money, $10 million uh, to do a movie where he is going to out he says major Hollywood executives and producers, some who are still working and still dictate people's careers. Um, do you th- and he's gotten a lot of backlash this week. And by the way, the, the list keeps coming in. Brett Ratner now, who's the, the um, director, Jeremy Piven, the actor. All these people are getting allegations that they sexually uh, harassed people. Uh, Jeremy Piven strongly denies it. I'm not sure what Brett Ratner's uh, response has been. Yeah, it's
1: interesting. I have a friend that um, <laughs> that was just having recently a relationship with Jeremy Piven. Really? Yeah. She broke up with this soccer player and then she hooked up with Jeremy Piven and she broke up with him because he only wanted to have unprotected sex he would not use a condom what? so yeah he flew her out to la and um what? but he wouldn't Wait, have sex wrong. without a condom i'm
0: sorry i like, he wouldn't have sex with a condom I, yeah. I, oh my god the minute jeremy piven took off his toupee i'd be like okay dude i'm sorry i don't care how fucking famous you are that toupee is like too much but i was a little uh, bit shocked about the girl eye.
1: because she actually only dates these kind of athletes and rich guys so i thought well i mean she, isn't the whole point of doing that to, like, have a baby? I mean, I don't know.
0: Oh, right, right, right. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Like, because she strategically is looking for a husband. And I'm like, you could just lock this down, like, right now. I, uh, she might end up with something else, though. Yeah. Right.
0: Yes, I can't believe Jeremy. These guys, uh, Corey Feldman. Anyway, is doing an indie indie Go Go campaign for ten million dollars to make the movie, and he says that it's also security for him to name the six names. You think that's really selfish in light of everything that's happening? Well, I or you mean, think he's got a point.
1: I don't know that that is. That's like street justice, right? Do you know? It's like you're going to name the names.
0: Ten million dollars to do it, like by right. their name. If if these people, if these guys really uh, molested, raped you and Corey Ham, why are you just come out and say it for God's sakes. Everyone it knows you've said it for years, so just say it. Right,
1: but what he's saying is I'm going to sacrifice all of my earning potential for the rest of my career. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, you know, to tell you all this story and these names and so oh, I'm going to get this ten million now. It's going to be my last paycheck. I'm going to make a movie. It's going to cost me two million. I'm going to keep the other eight. And, uh, you know, hey, I'll be uh, an advocate. God,
0: I could actually From check how own. many donations. So, uh, I don't know. i mean, I'm like, you of... can't write another book or something outing them? I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, he could probably do a book. Um, Let's see how much money like, he's got on this yeah, campaign. Yeah, I want to see how much money he has there.
0: He's got $176,426. Wow. And, you know, Indiegogo
1: will give you the money even if you don't hit the goal.
0: Holy God, he's already made damn, who makes that in a year that's listening to this podcast?
1: He's trying to
0: really work this out. I guess, okay, I take that back. So Wow, wow. I'm sorry, I thought he would have like 200 bucks. No, we're asking friends, fans, family, industry, peers, and people from all walks of life who may not know who Corey is or what his story is about to all help pitch in at fighting back against the Hollywood system. The best way a man created in the system knows how to defend himself by telling his truth through his art. Mm -hmm. Wow! That okay. is
1: really something.
0: Holy crap. I had no idea. So all
1: these people coming out against these celebrities, uh, I mean, against these, you know, whomever, like Kathy Griffin, let's just say.
0: Yeah. Did you see the video? So, no. So here's my thing with Kathy Griffin. I'm a little like over her. Mm-hmm. So I don't watch any more of her stuff because I loved Kathy. Like It's like all these people, right? Bethany Frankel, all these people. When they start, you love them because there's just a realness there. There's genuine. They're trying to make it. Life on the D-List. My Life on the D-List, that used to be like my favorite show, mm-hmm. 10. Or twelve years ago, when she did it, and then now everything Kathy does to me just seems completely self-serving. Sure, like just completely like trying to stay relevant.
1: Well, even before Life on the D List, I remember running into her when I lived in New York. I went to an event at um, when I lived in New York the first time. So around you know Kevin Spacey time around. The Elmo time. <laughs> you know, I was really popping around 2000. That was my year. But anyway, I ran into her at um, Tavern on the Green in oh, Central yeah, yeah, Park. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Very famous restaurant in New York City. And okay. we went to
1: this event. Rosie Perez invited me. We went to this event. And we were all there. Every Like, a lot of people were celebrities there or whatever. They were all invited. She's walking around with this security guard who's, like, blocking everybody off from her. But she was, like not even the biggest celebrity by far and no one else had a security guy so it's just like
0: she's always been a little bit she makes herself a show. She and really does. So the whole thing with Andy Cohen, I'd read Andy Cohen's side of it, it was that Andy basically said TMZ was following him from the airport way out to the parking garage where he had parked. They'd asked him several times about Kathy Griffin. He sort of answered, and then he said, uh, you know, he just got tired of answering and didn't want to comment, so he goes, I don't even know who that is. And then, of course, they run with that. And he says it was completely a joke. And she went But on it this, kind what,
1: of 10- wasn't, though, because... I mean, I, know, I understand what he's saying. Maybe they just took that part of it. But if you watch the video, he is being kind of an asshole when he says that. So it's not like, I don't know her, like Mariah. No. He was like, who?
0: So what was Kathy Griffin's retort to him? Like she basically just went on what? Well, she
1: said he was a horrible boss for many years. He's very misogynistic. I could see that.
0: Didn't you? You've met him, right? I've always heard that. I've always heard that about Andy Cohen, that he loves men and he's not really all that into women, even though the women from the Housewives have kind of made his career. That's always been a rumor, They've made
1: his career, but what she's saying is, you know, they've made his career because he has women fighting every day for him. You know, on the housewives fighting with each other. Oh, really? So he he lives to tear women down. And one way to do that is by having all these housewives, like, pulling each other's weaves out.
0: Okay, that's actually an interesting theory. Now I want to watch this video. Mm -hmm. What else does she go on to say about him? This says, by the way, that she accuses him of drug use. She says he's a cokehead.
1: Really? She says, out of all the years that Watch What Happens Live has been on, there's been two incidents that she's done his show. And both times, right before the show, he asked her if she would go, if she wanted some blow.
0: Really? Okay, wait a sec
1: that's not it
2: no
0: no why am I oh this is I want the actual video
2: once again we're alone in an office in embassy row kind of a straight edge I thought he was kidding the first time once again we're alone I've never had a drink in my life you guys know I'm no prude but I'm like kind of a straight edge I thought he was kidding the first time once again we're alone in an office in embassy row and he's like you want to do some coke and I'm thinking he's serious like so I know he. trust me he's going to say he was kidding and everything no He was asking me to do cocaine with him. That made me very uncomfortable.
0: Oh, and then they go on. They're basically like putting pictures on the the over, you know, lay through it or whatever. Uh, He says it's 100% false, totally made up. What do you think? Do you think she has a good point? Oh, now I want to watch the whole damn video.
1: I told you to watch the whole video. What's wrong with you? I
0: didn't have time because I can't even shower, let alone watch (laughs) Kathy Kathy Griffin. Are you kidding? I mean, oh, my God. No, I think
1: that the video um, in terms of a response um, about him saying, you know, I don't know her was a bit extreme. Um, she also goes after Harvey Levin from TMZ. Basically, she starts the video by playing a voicemail message from Harvey Levin from TMZ. She plays his phone number on the voicemail message, oh, of course.
0: Actually, I have Harvey Levin's phone number, so that's like, come on, are you kidding? Me? He just <laughs> well, goes to like an knows. office line. Here, we can call him right now. I wonder <laughs> if it's still his number or if he changed it. Is it an
1: 818 number?
0: No, he gave me his cell phone number one time when I met him in New York. And, uh, and then you call, and it's always like his assistant or whatever. Um, let's see. Harvey Levin's office. Here we go. Eight
1: one eight nine seven two. That's the number.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? That's Is that the, that the one she on gave hers. out? Oh, yeah. well, I'm sure it's been canceled. Okay, well, here we go. Here we go. Here, we'll call it. Um, let's see if Harvey wants to comment on... Uh, on um, what's her face? Oh, Kathy Griffin. I already forgot her. I mean, can't even... At checkout, that's tsfs at hero. Dot co. Well, come on. Pick up.
1: This is too much fun. <laughs> I love this. We should just call people all the time.
0: I'm happy to go through my list. Oh, hey. um, Hey, this is Sarah Fraser. I'm sorry. Oh.
2: The extension for Harvey Levin does not answer. This mailbox is not accepting messages. Of
0: course not, because Kathy operator, Griffin. Press zero. Do you want to talk to the operator?
1: No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> I want you to keep that phone number when we really, yeah, really need course. it. Of right? course. I, I
0: would try to feed Harvey stories all the time. I'm trying to think of like what the last story was that I tried to feed Harvey Levin. Oh, um, it was one about uh, Wyclef Jean that When I was still at the radio station at okay. 107.3, we did a, um, a Hollywood. We went out to LA for the Billboard Music Awards or mm-hmm. whatever, and Wyclef stopped by, and he was actually saying that Joe Gorga, Melissa Gorga's yeah. husband, used to do his pool, like grab his pool and like clean his pool yeah, yeah, for cause, years.
1: Because Wyclef's in New Jersey. Right, yeah. right, because
0: Wyclef has a uh, place in New Jersey, so we were like, this is an awesome TMZ story. Mm-hmm. Like, Joe Gorga used to clean Wyclef's pool, and then they never responded. They I was like, doesn't Harvey like that's this not story? enough. They were like, yeah, exactly. They were like, that's not juicy enough. If Go- Joe Gorga gave him a blowjob or something, it'd be much better. I was like, well, I don't but have she, that story.
1: She was basically saying that Harvey Levin was trying to extort her by calling her. She doesn't have time to call him back. She what? was saying that he's got... Um, He's got rooms of just documents on people and exposes, and she thought that maybe he had a secret tape on her, and she's like, she doesn't give a fuck anymore. So, you know, awesome. oh, Awesome. Yeah. Well, no, release it, was
0: Harvey. Release it. <laughs> I can see that. I can see Harvey Lovin being like that. Um, a couple other stories, too. That So that, that was all that's going on in Hollywood. I don't know. You know, it, it just blows me away. But there actually was a counter story to that, which I wanted to find out how you felt about it. A English writer was basically saying that she's absolutely, I guess, devastated. And kind of torn for women because she says that women with all this sexual assault stuff coming out, Ann Robinson Mm -hmm. is her name. She says she's in despair over fragile modern women who are unable to deal with sexual harassment in the workplace. And she says that these stories, the ones of rape, are, of course, like that should never happen. But she's saying if women in the workplace can't learn to be around people who make comments occasionally about their ass or what they're looking like, or they ask them about sex, that they're going to be, it's going to be really hard for them to succeed. Do you agree with that? Well, He's like sipping his cup. He's like, yes. He's like, yes. He's like, yes. I agree with what that. What am I doing?
1: I'm sipping <laughs> my You're sipping your tea. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Really? You are?
1: Listen. Listen. <sighs> like what she said. Rape, um, extreme, you know, touching, anything that's inappropriate like that. I hear so much stuff. The things that I've heard throughout my career... Toward me
0: But you know Our listeners blame us They say that you and I Are like When we make light of it And everything In I'm, I'm, radio I can't even tell you The amount of times We went to strip clubs We did all this stuff Like I was never offended by that But I never was Sexually assaulted In any way I never have been You know yeah. Thankfully So It doesn't bother me When I hear guys at work Telling a dick joke Or asking right. me I mean n- Normally I just Chime back Like I said I, If people get Uncomfortable with me I'm always like Do you want to see my dick Right And then they usually leave So no we're like,
1: not making light of it but I think that I think that there is a certain level I keep
0: making light if I keep using them. That's (laughs) terrible.
1: Well you know some things that offend someone else aren't the things that offend you.
0: Right, Right, right.
1: That's all I'm saying. And I've heard a lot of things Um, I probably said a few things to make other people cry. But I've heard a lot of things that could have broken me, but I'm like, oh, forget them. You know, I just kind of stay focused on what I'm doing. Sometimes it's sexual. A lot of times it's not. It's even more hurtful than sexual.
0: So you think that women need to, like, know the line of, like, a dick joke is funny in the workplace. And as long as it doesn't cross the line to some guy. No, I'm not
1: saying necessarily a dick joke. But I can see how, even with me, because I deal with women a lot. And see, I'm kind of tactile. Like, I'll put my hand on their shoulder or their arm or... You know, I give women hugs. Sure, sure. You know, most like it. Every now and again, there's one that doesn't. And usually I feel that energy and I will like be like, oh, I'm not giving that woman a hug.
0: No, I... I- <laughs> You know, look, I'm, I'm on the fence. If, uh, I'm really on the fence about this. I personally am not offended in a work environment when men and women talk about sex at, because we're in the entertainment business. And part of it, too, is like like the next story I want to talk about is, you know, if your significant other doesn't like the smell of your vagina, you should dump them. So
1: like, <laughs> what are you trying to tell us? Dan's going to get dumped tonight? Day four. Well, I asked him straight up the other day. I was like,
0: do you like the smell of my vagina? Because if not, I'm out of here.
1: You know, I don't think anybody. Wait, people are still listening. People are mad at us about, like, not drawing a line with stories like this?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, seriously, your vagina should smell. And if your man doesn't like it, dump him immediately. A leading gynecologist is urging women to ditch abusive partners who complain about their natural odors. Dr. Jen Gunter says men complaining about your natural smell is a form of abuse. Wow. The Canadian gynecologist, I agree, actually, with this one. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't really know where I stand because I don't mind the sex jokes at work. And I do think... <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of women listening okay. are going to go, this is archaic that you're saying that. But I'm like, I think some of it you've got to let roll. Like, you mm-hmm. can't take everything so personally. And it's the same with like a coworker who doesn't like your appearance or your work. You've got to like let it roll. If you don't get tough, You're never gonna make it. Well, can I say
1: something also in my experience with working with men and women? Mm -hmm. A lot of the women that I've worked with, they talk sex with me a lot. Like, but I'm just not offended, and maybe they think, oh, that's my gay friend. It's okay. But um, I've been around a lot of women and am still around a lot of women. Yeah, I would
0: tell you all the sex with
1: me, like. I won't say where, but let's just say a guy comes in, okay, and he looks like he's well endowed. This just happened the other day, Oh. and this woman was saying to me like you know, she'd like to get with that guy, like and you know, I'm down with it. I'm like, hey, yeah, you'd probably really it. You, yeah. really you know, but that was not a man that brought that to me. In fact, the guys don't really say much to me. <laughs> they don't.
0: well, you're you know you're a very yeah. confident person. I can't imagine yeah. anybody putting you in a compromising position. You give off a very confident yeah. Strong vibe, mm-hmm. you know, and you're a tall guy. I mean, yeah. no, I don't think people are gonna mess with you.
1: They're not gonna mess with me. Are
0: you looking at my face like it's dirty? Do you still see makeup? You keep looking at my face, <laughs> what I'm just
1: staring at you. <laughs> you <keep>
0: like,
1: <laughs> I'm trying uh-huh. to think. Uh-huh. like, what is looking behind my, this, um, this three day shower situation? <laughs> I am really perplexed. I am like, what? <laughs> you know what I was really well, thinking? at least you know I, I didn't really make thinking? you smell
0: my vagina. <laughs> you what? know what
1: I was really thinking? What? You're Because your fingernails are painted with that. I'm like, I wonder if she turned her nails over when I see the dirt under her nails. <laughs> <nose? laughs> That's what I was thinking, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. Can you? I don't even want to know. Mm.
2: I don't even. Like on one hand. No, you you
1: got to go home and take a shower before you go anywhere with me this afternoon.
0: I can't. Oh my god. This story, this blows my mind. He warns, the the gynecologist warns that intimate hygiene products upset the natural pH balance of your intimate bits. This leaves you at greater risk of infections and actually increases bad smells. The Mayo Clinic experts explain when you should see a doctor over vaginal odor. So, what's the deal? Do you think, like, okay, does this work for the same for guys? Like, is there men that you date that you don't enjoy this taste of their semen?
1: Um, well, okay, that's a bit much.
0: <laughs> okay, oh, sorry. That's too far.
2: <laughs> 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 so I'm going to go pee. I'm going to go pee. Oh my god. Do
1: you enjoy the taste of all the yeah. that juice Sleep um, with
0: penis? No, not all. No, there's been some really, you know, there's been some quite yeah. It,
1: is it more the the um the aroma of the of their stuff down there like their package or is it the uh is it the actual taste of the? Cum? I think I don't it's know, both. But I know what cum tastes like. To be honest with you.
0: Really? No. How do you not know? I think you're on been the rare side, years. on
1: the rare time that that's that, that's happened, I'll spit it out real quick. Cause mm. you know I'm really like germaphobic. You
0: spit? You don't even swallow. Ew. Ew. What? what? No. Am I on an island? Oh my god. Is anyone is? is anyone listening? Doesn't anyone? <laughs> s-
1: no. Why would you do that?
0: What? Because like it's not. I mean, if you're with somebody you that think you it, don't it's mind. Offensive?
1: To them, if you do,
0: mm. would you
1: drink their pee?
0: Ew, God no! What's the difference? Um, well, <laughs> I feel like it's more <laughs> one's
1: hot and um, one's just kind of warm. Actually, you know, I... it's
0: funny you mention that about pee. You you know, when pee first comes out, it's completely sterile, so you actually could drink it. It's once it touches other things, it becomes like. But it's just sort of. I think we're more programmed to think like, oh, semen's more natural or a sign right. of love, versus pee is sort of like you think of it's just you know, exiting chemicals.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm just not into it. I'm not into eating. That's
0: amazing. Oh my God. Well, ladies, if your man isn't into (laughs) it, you are a self-cleaning oven and they say that you should get rid of him immediately. I agree. Really? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Can we call Dan? Dan? (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. He would die. He doesn't listen anymore. I've completely banned him from listening. Oh, good. So now we can talk about what we want. Like this. He'll be so, oh, my God. If he knew this, no. No one. I'd like to change. I think
1: he secretly listens.
0: What can we change Dan's name to? I'd like to start calling him something new because we're getting new listeners like every week. So I'd like to start off like, what could we call him? Mr. Pepper? I just want to call him like Mr. Pepper. And then people will be like, oh, you're with this guy named Pepper? Yes.
1: I love it. I love it.
0: Anyhow, so I think this is great. Here's when you should see a a doctor, though, about your vagina when it has odor. Um, If you're, if um, (laughs) this actually could be all of me, come and come. (laughs) abnormal vagina odor that happens because of infection or another problem is usually associated with other vaginal signs and symptoms such as itching, burning, irritation, or discharge. That's when you need to go. Um, if you forgot to take out a tampon after several days, don't even get me started. I don't even know how people forget to do that. Um, if you think you have a sexually transmitted, um, infection and then poor hygiene, which I would qualify for that. So I do have to Um, say
1: (laughs) this is keeping it. One hundred percent. I'm just really 100. stressed.
0: I'm just. I'm going to take off my jacket. Which, yeah, no, just oh, don't mind.
1: Jesus, and she's <laughs> no. taking off her coat.
0: Too much. Oh my god. Um, okay, how do you feel about? I wanted to, two other stories. I wanted to get to um, before we have on Alicia Tenise, who has an awesome campaign going for like I like to know it, which is a um, if you don't know what like to know it is, it's this biggest like on t- online um, kind of sales retailer spot, I guess. But they also offer kind of like reward programs for bloggers. Essentially, if you're on Instagram, you'll see probably if you follow some fashion bloggers, they always post this little link, like to know. Um, And that link, essentially, Mm -hmm. you go there, you shop a person's outfit. But very interesting, Alicia, who I've known just socially for years, started a campaign over the weekend to get like to know it, to have more people of color on their show because they don't. So we're going to talk to her. But uh, there were two things I wanted to talk to you about. One was um, there's a new story out from the Washington Post about what girls want um, as far as from their parents' emotional support. And I thought this story was so good. I know a lot of mm. women listen, and it says how to help girls navigate tough situations. Um, were your parents, like, were they more into talking emotions with your sister, Paul, than they were with you, or not really? Neither. I know, I yeah. know. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's really hard for parents to do this. Uh, Delve Self-Esteem Fund shed critical light on emotions, needs for young girls. This is 10 to 12 years old. Their top wish among all girls is for parents to communicate better with them. Mm-hmm. Did, did your parents communicate, you think, well with you when you were little?
1: Mm, everything is better now. I mean, everything right when you're is older, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. I mean, my mm-hmm. parents—my parents did—they tried. I mean, they had some really awkward sex talks with us, which was really bizarre. Like, no, uh, I like, didn't get that either. M- my mom was like, "Oh, before you go down there, put some rubbing alcohol on it." That was like what? her advice. <laughs>
1: Oh, so Tony, you get me started. What they do on the farm? <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, the my alcohol? brother, my brother had his daughter in college, so clearly my mom like did not. She did not teach us well. We always <laughs> joke about it now. Ninety-one uh, percent of girls ages eight to twelve turn to their moms as a resource when they feel bad about themselves. Fifty-four mm-hmm. percent of those girls also turn to their dads. Seven in ten girls believe they are not good enough or do not measure up in some way, including their looks, performance in school, and relationship with friends and family members. I thought that was really mm-hmm. sad that, I felt to that way for a long time.
1: About this, how she felt about it. maybe they were having different conversations in her room
0: yeah maybe they were more about it uh they said the girls want people to listen and emphasize and own your own mistakes um lastly too i I think this should absolutely pass but there is new legislation coming would you support legislation that um put a device in cars that if you left your baby in the car seat that it would notify you Yes. Okay, me too. I don't even know how this is a debate, but apparently in some states, there's only a couple states that actually have approved this so far to work with car makers, that essentially it would be like a buzzer, right? So if there was any sort of movement in the vehicle, mm. or like it could sense breath or whatever, okay. that it w- or weight, like it would it would send off like a signal, like a beeping you know, okay. sound, or so you would get a So what about people that leave their
1: dogs in their cars?
0: Same thing. Same you thing? wouldn't be able to leave your dog, or isn't that good? Because they were saying that something's still like, I don't know, it's low, but it's like like 70 kids a year or whatever are killed from being in heated yeah. cars, the parents forget. Isn't that like a nightmare?
1: That's horrifying. And every oh. time you hear that, don't you often think that parents, uh, maybe there's something up with that story? You, I mean, you I just do. can't well, imagine, because I've heard people say that they go to work, they've left their kid in the car, and you know, of course the kid dies. And I mean, it's just it's so horrifying. Oh, God, it's, it's the worst I mean, I thing. can't
0: even imagine. Uh, let's see. Since 1990, when they started recording this, 800 children have died in hot, oh. parked vehicles. Um, sometimes it is kind of like what's up with it, you know? But I think lots of times. I think, like, like where I'm at now, this crazy, chaotic state. I'm mm-hmm. making so many mistakes because mm-hmm. I'm so tired and stressed. So, if I had a kid, I don't even know what I would do with it. Yeah, I could see it, like.
1: Oh, my God, that's horrible. Not, don't even say it.
0: Okay. We're moving on. Oh. Um, anyway, all right. So why don't we get Alicia on the phone? We're going to call Alicia from Like to Know It and okay, uh, talk to her. We also want to thank Pacers. Pacers is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a great studio, which is brought to you by Pacers. We share it with them. They have a podcast called Pace the Nation. Check them out. Go check them out and then tell them, oh, hey, I heard about your podcast from Sarah and Paul. They would exciting, love that. Exciting, yeah. exciting. Or if you're in the market for running shoes, walking shoes, any kind of great comfort shoes, um, PacersRunning.com.
1: I want you to document oh. your next shower.
0: Oh, well, I've got a to shower tonight. I mean, it's so bad. Oof. Like, I can't even. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Bye,
0: guys. Let me give me my bag. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. <laughs> Hello, this is Alicia. Alicia, it's Sarah and Paul from the hey Fresh podcast with Paul Wharton. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. We have a little delay, so just bear with us and we'll kind of pause as you answer. But um, I saw, I, you know, I follow you on Instagram. Alicia, for those people who don't know, is a fashion blogger and it's com. That's your blog, right?
2: Yes, it is.
0: And so I've been following you for years and you're absolutely adorable. And over the weekend you had put up, you had said, Hey, look, you know, a lot of people responded to a rant that mm-hmm. I did on, um, my Instagram, uh, basically about like to know it. And you know what like to know it is better than I do, but can you kind of explain what like to know it is and what you were calling out over the weekend?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, like to know it is a Instagram monetizing tool um, that's owned by this uh, major company called Reward Style. Um, So, Reward Style, you can either monetize um, on your blog or on Instagram, and basically, if you use either one of those uh, one of those applications, then um, bloggers can make affiliate income on what they're wearing. So, basically, um, if I share something on Instagram. If I use like to know it um, then if somebody purchases uh, the item through my link on like to know it then I make a commission Um, now this is the biggest um, affiliate network for um, fashion bloggers period so it's just globally known Um, their Instagram account has several million followers on it and it's just kind of a big deal if you are featured on the Instagram account um, so, and also, once you are featured on the Instagram account, you also um, receive a lot of commission by doing that as well. Um, so, that's just basically how the platform works and why it's kind of a major deal for most fashion bloggers out there. Yes. And so what was your campaign? I was so drawn to it this weekend. I was like, this
0: woman is onto to something. Because I've followed Like to Know It for years. I know you. I know many other women who do it. And when you made that um, comment, and basically you were saying Like to Know It rarely features women of color or women of any different size. Like everyone on there is white and super tiny. Yeah.
2: Um, so this has just um, been a problem that I've noticed on the platform for several years. And basically um, if you are featured on the account, it's great for you because you get exposure and the few times that I've been featured on the account, I've had maybe about like one or two hundred people follow me right after the feature was over. Um, But this is just kind of disheartening because um, like to know, it is well aware that you know, their account, their Instagram account reaches a large amount of people and that could be good news for the publishers but yet they still continue to feature the same type of publisher over and over and over again. Um, And they rarely feature women of color or women who are, you know, a little curvier, not a side zero, so it's just a little disheartening.
0: It's amazing, because once you said that, I started scrolling through the feed, and first of all, I find it very interesting in the past, since you put your campaign out on Twitter and Instagram, I think they've featured three posts now of women of color, so I feel like you're already making a huge impact, and then two, prior to that, when I was scrolling through, I mean, it was amazing to me. I mean, honest to God, all the women, they look like clones. They were like, all looked
2: exactly alike. It was crazy. Yeah, it's just it's just so sad. and me and my friends have talked about this uh, prior, and I've never really I've never really said anything publicly because you don't really want to bite the hand that feeds you. Um, I still you know, receive affiliate income via reward style and like to know it. So I've always been a little timid to say anything on the platform uh, or anything on my Instagram or any of my social platforms. But um, I'm really happy that I have been noticing a few more women of color since I posted. But seriously, I counted and I made a tweet. The last time that I saw a woman of color before I made that post was October 11th. And I made my post on October 25th. And when you consider that they make about between like eight and nine posts a day, for them to not feature a woman of color for over two weeks is just kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah.
1: Crazy. Hey, hey, Alicia, this is Paul. How you doing?
2: <laughs> Hi, good. How are you?
1: I'm great. I'm great. I'm, I'm loving this story. Um, but I'm wondering, do you know what the demographics are or how many uh, designers, ethnic designers, African-American or otherwise, they feature on on their blog?
2: Um, so I don't have exact statistics on how many that they feature um, on their blog, unfortunately. Um, but I know just from chatting, I, I'm a part of the Big Reward Style uh, Bloggers Facebook group. Um, So I know that the publishers that they have, um, there's plenty of women of color in that group. I would probably say about like 25% of the women that I see in that group that are actively participating and commenting are women of color. So if you have about 25% of the base that are minorities, then it really just doesn't – their posts that they're posting on the account really don't reflect how many Women of color that actually use the platform. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and I know Paul was saying this
0: too, and actually I saw a comment on your Instagram of a guy that was saying, Oh, well, you know, can we do people? Because we'll talk about the hashtag that you've started, but they were saying, Can you do people of color? Because, like, to know it rarely features men. So, what's the deal? Do they ever feature guys or they're really just for women? Oh
2: my gosh, I never, to be perfectly honest, I never seen them feature guys on their main account. Yeah. Um, and I've been following them for years. I mean, maybe there have been a few instances where men have been featured, but um, that's something else too that they really don't do um, so even if it's a male fashion I know that, um,
1: sorry, sorry, I was just saying, even if it's a male fashion blogger talking about female fashion do they do they do that
2: no i so basically um the way it works is, um, like, to you know it is best if, you are, um, if you're talking about exactly what you're wearing. So, um, oh. for example, if I'm wearing a sweater from Madewell and boots from Nordstrom, then I can link to what exactly I'm wearing. So you can copy my look. Mm-hmm. Um, so for male publishers, they have the ability to use it, and they have the ability to link to, you know, male retailers and things like that. Um, you can link to exactly what you're wearing on a bunch of different major uh, websites but they just failed to feature male influencers, which is unfortunate because there's a whole market out there that's being untapped.
1: That's it, Alicia, I'm starting a campaign. I'm going to record my outfit. Every day, I'm going to link to the people that design my stuff. And if they don't feature me, uh-uh, I'm going over there to like to know it. Where's the office, Alicia? I need you to email me. So, what,
0: Alicia, tell us, what, tell us what the hashtag is. And then tell us ultimately, you know, because you're so... I just love following your Instagram because you have such depth with it. Like, I think you do something so different. Most fashion bloggers, you know, it's great to look nice. And it's I love knowing the fashion trends. But I think you bring a great perspective of... Of, you know you'll talk about race, you'll talk about your perspective as a woman of color. so I admire that so much. Um, tell us the, the hashtag that you've started and also what would be your ideal situation? What would you see l- like to see like to know do? Feature how many women of color? how many people of size? What would be the perfect scenario? Yeah. Um,
2: so the hashtag I started is called um, hashtag Ltkwoc. So I've actually seen quite a few women use this hashtag since I started it and I'm really, really excited about that. Um, My ultimate goal, I just really want to bring awareness to like know it that, um, you know, the minority users are, feel like they're being overlooked at this point and I just would love to see a more, a platform that's more inclusive and I just really would like to see them feature more women of color because I kind of think that we're just not on a level playing field at this point because mm-hmm. if they constantly are featuring the same type of woman you know thin white probably blonde or has like blonde balayage in their hair yeah, um, yeah. it's just we're not getting the same exposure as some of these other users are and in turn the less exposure we receive the less commissions that we are potentially making so it would just be really nice to have an even playing field because there are so many women of color and there also are so many curvy women and just women who, you know, are a side zero on the platform yes. as well. And I think that their voices be heard.
0: I am just going to start submitting myself in a bikini with just like all of my curves and sizes and just see if they'll ever feature me.
2: <laughs> like when they feature me once. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, yeah like i it's just it's just really I, I just want people to know that you know you don't have to be a side zero and you don't have to have the perfect bouncy blonde hair and you don't have to just uh, you don't have to be a western standard of beauty in order to be considered beautiful you know yes! like beauty comes in all different shapes and sizes and colors and i just that that should just be known on the platform you're amazing tell Love people that. where they can follow you alicia yeah. So um, you can head to my website aliciatunice dot com, or you can follow me on um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all Alicia to me, so it's pretty much the same. It's the same handle everywhere. You are amazing. So I would love if you checked out.
0: Uh, checked out my website. <laughs> you got it. Thank you so much, Alicia. Thanks, we Alicia. really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh my god, amazing. Very cool. I know. Yeah. I right? I thought I saw that this weekend and I was just so inspired. I was like that's what it felt like. But I wanted to ask if she
1: reach out to the to the parent company?
0: Great idea. I feel like we'll get I think this is going to really catch on. So, okay. I, I think we need to have her on again. Right. Because I was curious. I was curious about that. Did she reach out to like to know it? Sure. And I feel like, you know, maybe we should in the next show. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'd also be curious like I wonder if they care. Like mm-hmm. meaning to me it's so it's such a like Alicia was talking about white blonde
1: um, Well, I think obviously they care because they've well, acknowledged it because they, they have postings. more more postings of yeah. um African American bloggers up on there than they've had in a long in a long time. But I'm wondering if they would actually acknowledge it though. If they would actually public Oh yeah, yeah, that was an issue, we saw it and we fixed it. Or huh? I don't know.
0: Oh my god, such a great you know? point. Yes. More to come on that, you guys. So follow Alicia Tennyson dot com.